Welcome to the Fantasy Football Drinking Club. And here are your hosts, Louis Bartomeu and Zach Hirsch. Welcome in, guys, for another episode of the Fantasy Football Drinking Club. I am Louis Bartomeo, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Zach Hirsch. Zach, how are you today? What's going on, my man? Doing this a little different today, doing this virtually? Yeah, we got a, we got a Zoom going on. I'm up in Pennsylvania. Zach is back on Long Island. Um, so it's a little different, but it's all right i think uh technology this whole thing it, it, it it's weird but it, it works so what, what's going on how's everything how's everything on your end of the world not too bad i got to watch the jets blow it again this time on a monday night of course see what i said about the game was going to be this that it was either going to be jets win their first game they stumble into it or cam newton turns around and what was it a cam newton turnaround game leads pretty- down the field terrible terrible oh, yeah. they awful I I feel like Belichick was doing his best to lose that game just so that it was one of those things where like if he's not going to get Trevor Lawrence, the Jets sure as hell aren't going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So <laughs> what uh what are you Other drinking? That, oh god, got a big win. Evil Twins, even more gummy sours that collab with Trippin' Animals. Thank oh, you, nice. grabbing that when he went into the city. Yeah, it felt like mixing it up a little bit. Uh, hopefully it's good. I know you know it should be good. I love the. The gummy series from Tripping Animals was ridiculous. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah, I, know, I know this one had the one that you're drinking has marshmallows. So it's probably going to be a little thicker than those. I'm going with Greater Goods Pulp Daddy. They're uh, juicy, nice. hazy Nipa. I've had it before, but it's good. So might as well have another one tonight. Um, I didn't really come prepared as far as beer when I came up here. I just grabbed like a four pack and ran out the door. It's all right. I was going to drink a stout, but I figured I would save that for another day. Um, a lot happened this weekend. Aside from, from your jets. Um, we had some guys that had some great weeks. We're going to run through those. We'll go through some injuries, um, some new COVID news for a couple of teams. And then uh, later on towards the end, we'll, we'll cover some wa- uh, waiver wire guys and some rankings as well. Um, but uh, as far as like guys for this week, any any quarterbacks that really stood out for you that that made a big splash in your on your radar? First off, cheers! Cheers! I'm sorry, this is weird. We're not in person. I can't pour and clink and do the whole thing. I'm fucking up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, to start off, I think you got to look to a guy that's been proving himself this whole year, carrying that team. Circle the wagons, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, thirty-one of thirty-eight. 415 yards, three touchdowns. That trade for Diggs could not have been any better for a team. Trading the pick and everything else they did for him, huge, huge move. It's paying off dividends. Three touchdowns, beat up that Seattle secondary. He didn't throw to Cole Beasley, of course, but whatever. Another guy was who was the human joystick, a guy that I've loved coming out of college, Kyler Murray. Three touchdowns for him, 21 to 26, and he also ran it for a few yards. He is just electric with Cliff Kingsbury. That it was bad to make the first move firing their head coach, but that move together, Kingsbury and Mary, works 100%. Oh, yeah. They have weapons all over the place. That that offense is really clicking. I mean, that was and a shootout. Yeah, the Hopkins trade was huge. That was a shootout with uh, with Miami that I, I wasn't really expecting from from Tua to, to go toe-to-toe with Kyler on that. But that was an exciting game. That was fun to watch, see the, the two young guys going at it like that. What about you quarterback-wise? I mean, I, I, I mentioned him last week, and he actually came through. Granted, he went up against Atlanta, but Drew Locke, 
put up a nice line last week. He went for 25 of 48. Granted, 48 throws is a lot of passes to throw, but um, a lot of throws. He, a lot of throws. Um, but he went, uh, he had 313 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw an interception. He finished up with 30.2 fantasy points. He finished up as, like I said, the QB four, um, on last week. And then another guy, even though tough loss, but, uh, a good, good game for him was Teddy Bridgewater. He's, uh, he's playing really well this year, actually. He's QB 11 on the season. He ended up uh, QB six last week. He threw for uh, three ten with two TDs and, and finished up with 28.3 points. But, um, I mean, he's Carolina looks like they're, they're in good shape that they have something good going on there. They got a young head coach, young quarterback that is still trying to prove himself in the league after being here for a few years. Um, it's going to be exciting to see what they do. I know they went all defense on their draft. So, um, you know, that defense, that's why they're having problems right now, but hopefully that'll, that'll turn something a little bit better down the line. Um, moving over to the running back position, your guy, Dalvin cook had a game the last week. Looking at, he is just, just un, unreal. What was it? 22 carries, 206 yards, two total touchdowns, two catches for 46 yards. Just, you know, knock on wood, knock on wood. If you're with me, um, he, he's cooking. It's it, he's literally winning. I turned it on this week, 36 points last week, 42 points. It, it's almost not automatic, but right now he's just carrying it. It said it, forget it, leave him in there. And just another, they're, they're riding him. But I called this, if you remember a few years ago when Gary Kubiak signed there, it was the same running scheme. He runs in, in Houston. when he ran with Arian Foster, a good offensive line carries football. Well inside that zone cuts it inside gone. Yeah. Another can. another guy is CMC. Yeah. He had a crazy week this week. He came back. Um, of course he, he did. He's kissing uh, McCaffrey. Exactly. What's crazy is, I mean, he had 18 carries on the ground. He had 69 yards and a touchdown on the ground, which is a fair day. Not really huge, huge numbers on that. But he caught 10 of his 10 passes through the air for 82 yards and a touchdown. That's better than a lot of receivers did this week. He put up 32.1 points. I mean, outside of those two guys last week, th- those were the two studs um, at the running back position. Unfortunately, we're going to touch on this in a minute, but um, CMC popped up on the injury report again with uh, mm-hmm. a shoulder injury now. So I believe it's a shoulder injury. Um, yeah, it's a shoulder injury. But um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that in a minute. But um, good showing from him from, for last week. Anybody that's a CMC owner was definitely happy to have him back in their lineup. Um so, you know, it's it's good. A couple of other guys that had good weeks. James Robinson came in at number good three. Boy. Yeah. Still putting up good numbers, even with uh Jake Luton behind center. And and that uh Chenault went down with an injury. I know that as well. Um that was it was a miserable week for one of my teams. But uh yeah, he had a good week, ninety nine yards on the ground with a touchdown. And then um Kalen Balage came in for the Chargers because Trust Jackson just got hurt on the first play, and and that was it. But it was terrible. This is his third team this year. Kalen Balaj this year. Yeah, because he started on the Dolphins. He was on the Jets. Oh, that's right. I forgot he had a stint on the Jets. He played in um, the Thursday night game against the Broncos. That's right. Yeah. I mean, listen, he he gets away from Gase and he puts up a good hey. game. <laughs> he puts up sixty nine <laughs> yards and a touchdown. So. I'm just saying, we'll move on over receivers. Another one of your guys you want to talk about uh, just destroying things. Devonta Adams, 10 to 12, 173 yards, a touchdown. Just when you look at it, it, 
it's ridiculous. Him and Rodgers, it's double coverage. It's anything. Just throw him the ball. And it, it's the connection is insane. I mean, you it have doesn't even matter. It. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's just he's going to get him the ball. And he said he's like, yes, yeah, 17 catches the ball. He's he's good at that. Um, he's a monster. He's he's insane. I mean, Michael Thomas came back this week. I thought that he might make a little bit of news, but first week back. But Adams, uh, surefire, wide receiver one through the rest of the season. No doubt about it, for me at least. I can also say that with confidence because I have shares in Adams. So I'm glad to say that. Um, guy on your team had a good game last night, Brashard Perryman. Yeah, he, uh, he ended yeah. up with 101 yards, two touchdowns. He ended up as a wide receiver four. Upside for the Jets offense? Or do you see it as kind of like a one-week Joe Flacco's in, rally around him, and try to beat Bill? No, I don't see so. I think, you know, that's what the offense is supposed to be. When you look at it, it was Crowder, Perryman, and Mims out there with Herndon. The offensive line isn't that bad. That's what the offense should be. You hope now the Jets are on a bye week so they can't lose this week. So when you look at it, when they come back, Darnold should be able to produce. Is when you, He finished off great at the last year of Tampa when you look at it. Perryman, that's what he was signed to do. You know, fill in, be that guy that speeds their downfield. Darnold's be able to get in the ball. If you're really deep in a league, is he a guy I would run, run, run to get? No, because I think Sam has a better relationship with Crowder, to be honest. But if you need a receiver and a guy that may be bigger, boom or bust, Perryman, I mean, like I said, boom today, two touchdowns. That's huge. If you, if you threw him in there and needed a miracle on Monday night, you got it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Another guy that I think that is big and I have him, he's been on my bench. I draft him pretty early. I've been on him since I had a college. It's Jerry Judy. Finally, a good game. Seven catches, 14, 125 yards and a touchdown, you know? He's literally been on my bench. He's not moved to the spot on my bench because of the quarterback position with Drew Locke, then the injury, and then the other injury now back to Locke when he's here. So I think maybe after this performance, you really look to start him because Sutton's not coming back. He's leading the team in targets. So if you're looking for another deep receiver, unless you was drafted, I just have an obsession with Alabama receivers. So I drafted him, but I am aware. You know, I think man. he's definitely out there. I know you love your Bama guys. I mean, I don't blame you. They've been putting out some good guys with Judy Ruggs, Julio, Calvin, and the list goes on and on. Um, I mean, as far as tight ends go this week, it's Travis Kelsey. Everybody else, it's kind of, did you score a touchdown? Did you not score a touchdown? But, you know, Kelsey, he's, Mahomes loves Kelsey, and I, I understand why. He's a big guy. He can run routes, and he does this thing where he just turns around in the middle of the field, and he's wide open. So, I'd throw him the ball all day, too, if I was Patrick Holmes. Oh, Bama guy, Herb Smith, had a good game. Two touchdowns. Granted, it was two catches and for 10 yards, but it boosted him to the tight end three on the week. Talk about just a good fantasy day when you think about it because you're getting at least 12 points there from our, you know, for touchdown-wise. Like That's a solid pretty much day out of the tight end position, but it's really much as nothing. Yeah, it's it's rough. And so uh, from a fantasy perspective, it's great. From a real-life perspective, it's hard. It's not yeah. great from a tight end, but from fantasy, it's <laughs> That's a pretty solid day at a tight end position. It's not great. It's not bad. It's it's a pretty solid though. It is. I, I feel like he's turning into that like Kyle Rudolph target that they had back in in Minnesota when Rudolph was really yeah. involved in that in the red zone. Um, he's getting a lot of looks that way. Uh, let's move over to injuries, and we got some COVID news. Um, always now, right? Always COVID. There's been a lot more happening recently, but I feel like I haven't seen too much change with games. Um, I guess. For whatever reason, I I don't know, but um, well, from what it seems to be a lot of lately, I don't know if you've noticed it's it's not the the 
close to people. Like when AJ Dillon got it on the Packers, he didn't affect Jamal Williams, but Jamal was a close contact. That's what's doing. Sorry, close contact. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like that's like Ben Roethlisberger. Sorry if we were just going to talk about that, but Big Ben isn't sick. He's just a close contact with somebody that had it. So he has to sit out. I feel like that's something now that the kind of NFL is dealing with, I guess you can call it. Yeah, they're playing into the contact tracing, and and I was listening to Aaron Rodgers talk about it a little bit earlier. That it's kind of not really that it was it was actually completely different. He was talking about just the the overall protocols. Um, but yeah, I mean the contact tracing, you got to be safe. People have to go home. They have families at home. NFL is not in a bubble, so you know. But yeah, the Steelers had four guys pop up. Vance McDonald was the one that was was positive. Big Ben was in there. Um, because of that contact tracing. And then they had a, an offensive lineman and a couple other guys that um, are on the fence to play right now. They're playing Sunday. So as long as they have the two negative tests, they should be good to go. Um, I'm, I, as long as you know Big Ben gets a clear, I probably would fire him up this week. Um, that receiving core is a little touch and go on, on who you would play with that. But he's he's been playing well, and, and hopefully he can get back out there on on Sunday, but you know, somebody that we mentioned earlier was, was Christian McCaffrey. Um, did you, did you see what happened to him on the play here? No, I didn't see what happened. Uh, was out watching other things. And I didn't get to see that. I saw the red zone. I, I just, they flashed back to it quick. I didn't get to see exactly what happened. Why did you? No, I, I, I didn't catch it. I was hoping that you can elaborate on that because, um, I had a, uh, quite a debacle on, on Sunday, um, with my TV, but that was at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, no, I, I know. know that, is, I was going to say, all I know is that it, it at the end of the game, he hurt his shoulder, and it's possible labrum option uh, injury. So he's week to week right now. Um, I'm. I know that I didn't do this in one of my leagues, but I'm sure a lot of you know there are some people out there that did. They dropped Mike Davis going into last week. Christian McCaffrey out. If Mike Davis is available in your league, is he your number one waiver pickup? I don't know if number one, but I also don't know what league he really would be available in. You'd be dumb to drop him, but if, hey, if you did, yeah, run and run and go get him because Matt Rule has proved who's ever in that backfield is gonna get the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's it's he's definitely a plug and play right there. Um, and then you know the Kyle Allen injury that was that, that was I pretty saw, yeah yeah that that was a rough one. Um, Alex Smith coming in. Are you, how do you feel? I mean, are you, are you nervous watching Alex Smith? Because I'm on, I'm no. on edge every time he plays. Yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking. Obviously it's like, Oh my God, like how is he not snapped in half? But that's a whole different thing. I think from what I was just going to ask you, what do you think fantasy wise? Like, what do you think going forward? Does it change? Cause we know Alex Smith, it's a check down guy to do that. Like as somebody that has Antonio Gibson and I don't have Terry McLaurin, but I would look at, he's going to check down a lot more now. Like I think Gibson has a chance to really be special out of the backfield, knock on wood for that. And I think also Logan Thomas, the tight end, is just going to get a lot of those quick outs. And even in the red zone area that they, they get the chance there. Well, uh, Terry McLaurin is going to be more now the slant and the route while he's not going to have the deep throw. Cause that's not Alex Smith's game. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. Alex Smith has never been that, you know, next level passer just because, I mean, McLaurin had a good game last week. Um, he put up what did he do? He had he had 115 yards, seven of eight for 115, and um uh and that was it. But he ended up as wide receiver nine. I mean, he's the only one that can really catch passes. Logan Thomas came out flat last week. He didn't play up to expectation expectations. 
Um, actually, I, I was going to talk about the receive the running backs back there and, and checking down um, in the waivers. But, you know, J.D. McKissick is somebody that I think you should keep your eye on. I'm going to touch on him towards the end of the show. But, um, yeah, I think it is. It, <laughs> that's what we call in the business a tease. Um, but, yeah, I think that it, it is going to be a lot of, of check down plays just because that offensive line is rather porous. And Alex Smith, I mean, granted, I understand he's he's still I, he's still getting his feel for the field. It seems like and being back there when you go through something like that, I, I, I couldn't imagine going back to playing football after doing that. But, um, you know, more power to him. That's that's some, that's some shit right there. Concussions. You said uh, concussions. Who has concussions? David Johnson, David Montgomery, and Jack Doyle. Okay. Um, I think Doyle is supposed to play Thursday, right? The Colts are playing Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The baiting sitting them defensively. I don't know. They're playing the Titans. They've been good though all year. They even got eleven points against the Ravens. You got to ride the hot hand, uh, even I with know. defense. I'm like, thinking about it, it's it's a defense. You're not going to get too much of variation, but I, I think that um, I would play them, even if it is the Titans. I know that you're worried. You know, I, I, if if you if you're an owner, you could be worried about Henry going on the ground or you know AJ Brown catching a touchdown, whatever it is. I think that the Colts' defense is real and that it's going to be a, an issue for the Titans this week and they might squeeze out a uh, a turnover um somewhere along the way so i i would if if you have the colts i would if it were me i would be playing the colts and then minchu is out yeah minchu's out again week 10 and then like i've said before uh lavisca Chenault is is down he went down with a hamstring injury so last week i just want to tell you one of my leagues i had um Chenault and david johnson going and I, I think I scored my I, Travis Kelsey was the only one that got me over 80 points for the week. I probably had like up total of five points through my receivers. It was a rough week. It was a really rough week. I picked up Aguilar. He was a, the shining light for me on my, in my flex spot. But yeah, my team, I got the injury bug late in that team. It, it sucks. It sucks when it comes around. Anyway, so moving on, what else is uh, what else is happening? Switch off football for a little while. Um, well, let's hear about the big uh, your big outing on Saturday, big beer outing. Everybody wants to know about it. Were you teased? Oh. The, the, were you teased coming out to the city? Did anybody join you? Did anybody say, "Hey, are you on the podcast?" Oh, I had I had a lineup of fans wrapped all the way around the Grand Lancy. I was signing autographs while being having Jay Wakefield beers served to me. And uh, Brussels sprouts. No, it was really cool. Um, it was interesting because it, it. I mean, I don't. I don't like to get political, but to be in the city in Manhattan on the day that the election results were announced was something interesting to see. Um, there was a lot of a lot of happiness, a lot of people celebrating. I'm sure there were a lot of people that weren't too happy as well. Um, but to be able to experience that, that was something in itself that was incredible. But um, the the beer was fucking awesome, dude. It, it so for those of you that don't know jay wakefield had uh it wasn't a tap takeover but it was like a featured brewery at the grand delancey in manhattan on the lower east side it's a really cool spot it's um they have a bunch of different restaurants and, and stuff they have a killer beer list there if you're in the city if you're on delancey street in norfolk and yeah delancey norfolk go check it out um the haterade was it tasted like a red gatorade 
Like it, it was just straight fruit punch. They had Haterade, they had uh Cuvée de Wakefield, um, and then two collabs with Equilibrium, Pungent Chewy, and Ludicrous Speed. So if you guys know anything about Jay Wakefield, they're big uh, Star Wars guys. And obviously those two definitely play into it, although one of them is, is Spaceballs. But um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, I had all of them. The the IPA was really good as well. I think that was a punch of Chewy. Um, but the, the Haterade, if, if you can get your hands on it, um, I will definitely take some without a doubt. But... <laughs> Did you go anywhere this weekend? Did you go to any breweries or anything? Yeah, went up, uh, went up to a little local spot. Did nothing crazy. Pretty good, uh, pretty good beers. You know, they did flights. Nothing crazy. They had uh, an average Joe's Pale Ale, which is pretty good. I was like, oh, it's pretty fitting. Yeah, they said, oh, it's a dollar off for President Lithuania. So that's nice. Nothing crazy, you know, out of the way. Nothing as fancy as you. Yeah, but Haterade, that's one of Jay Wayfield's staples. You know, we've gone out of our way to try to get it. And I feel like now, like we were talking kind of earlier off, off of this, you're kind of randomly seeing that now because of COVID. Things are kind of just getting weird. That's true. People, you, in, New, people in Pennsylvania or New Hampshire can get other half delivered. You yeah. Know, while we can, get equal, we can get equilibrium and I feel like of other breweries. And now randomly distribution companies are getting Great Notion in Oregon and even Jay Wayfield's popping up here where that, that used to be even what was it last year, even it would be, that's unheard of, you know, you would flock there. Now it's oh, like, yeah. hey, you know, it's here on a Saturday. Yeah. To be able to like, uh, no, I said this before, nobody delivers to New York unless they're in New York, I feel like, but, um, you know, to, to have that access and, and I, they are expanding as far as distribution. And it's awesome because it's giving you not people an opportunity to check out breweries from other areas where it's not just, the same IPAs, the same styles that are coming in, like try something else out. Nobody in, in New York brews a, a fruit punch Berliner Weiss or, or, you know, anything crazy like that, that comes out like that. I mean, even like you were saying from Oregon, if, if you got, you know, great ocean and, and whatever, it's, it's something that I'm seeing a lot more, even at my local distributor, which I'm very, <laughs> very happy to see. Jay Wayfield is definitely a brewery that I think we both agree we have to get to. Oh yeah. Well, my brother, I, I've told you this, but my brother got into university of Miami. So I'm going down yes. two, two weeks after he starts up, he starts in January. So I'm going to go down like two, three weeks afterwards. And I told him that I'm staying in Wynwood and I'll see him like one or two days. But if he needs to find me in between, I'll be at the brewery when he goes, because I'm not, I'm 30 years old. I'm not going to a college party at the university of Miami. Yeah. No, especially not with a bunch of freshmen. 12 years old 12 years younger that's that's weird that's very weird so but i'll take the trip to miami i'll always take a reason to go down to miami maybe uh try to do a road Definitely. trip hit tripping animals to find out i don't even where are they in florida do you know doral doral florida doral doral okay. d-o-r-a-l but i wanted to ask you as someone that's now had pretty much the top jay wakefield beers like what would you say someone that doesn't use untapped what would you say is some of the better beers? Like since now you've had a collective pretty much. Um, I mean, I've had, amount. Yeah. I've Have had you had this, any of the stouts yet? No, only the snowbirds. I only you got love snowbirds. The, yeah. The snowbirds are, are, were fire. They were so good. I, I drank two of them. <laughs> at least two of them. I might've drank three of them on Christmas. I don't know. That Christmas was very hazy. 
that was a very foggy Christmas, but it was good Christmas. Um, I mean, the snowbirds were, were ridiculously good. And then, um, yeah, that haterade i've had the dfpf now i've had the cuvee wakefield the only one that i haven't had is the miami madness which is half of the cuvee wakefield and um i i think oh, mm, ginger yum yum was really good i really like the ginger yum yum that that might be my favorite one i really wish they would do another collab with the levitard show i'm, I'm i love them but um that that is definitely up there I mean, it, the IPA was a cloud with, with equilibrium. So it was just like a straight juice bomb. But um, what about you? What's, what's your favorite? I don't, have you had a lot of Jay Wakefield? Or, or I know you had a lot of Trippin' Animals. That's more your your style. So what's out of the Trippin' Animals that you had? What's your your number one? They're the, the Stegosaurus, that like that marshmallow, raspberry, sour. It was just straight deliciousness. Like I've told like, I've now been working on them. That's like pretty much the only sours. I, like they they have make the best sours. And I know you've had a few, like just the flavors just taste differently. I don't know what it is, but Jay Wayfield, I've had more of the IPAs and different things like the Port of Miami pills. And it was really good and all of that. And, um, the, the, I have a couple of the collabs in the fridge. I just haven't got around to drinking them and I have bottles of the other stuff, but I haven't broken those out yet. Yeah. You should, you should definitely, uh, Call me when you do that, when you open those other ones up. Well, just the uh, Miami Madness, because I've had the other ones. So I'm all right with missing those. But um, yeah, I mean, it's they're good. They're definitely what's good. What's a brewery you really want to try? Now that you've tried Jay Wakefield, like what's another? Well, I mean, I I feel like I've tried a lot of them, but I'd, I'd like to go to Vale. I was supposed to go to Vail when I was, I was supposed to take a trip down to would t- take a road trip to North Carolina and stop at Vail in Richmond. But, um, plans got changed. Something happened with my family and I ended up having to fly down instead, which isn't bad because an hour and a half or two hour flight beats the hell out of a 12 hour car ride. But, um, that's definitely one that I really, I really would like to go to is, is Vail. What about you? Um, well, brewery I want to go to would be, great notion i really want to go there and just have some of the beers live there but brewery and beers i really want to try more of uh urban south in texas houston texas i think it is they make those spill beers have you ever seen any of them um it's out of these world they're making like banana cinnamon toast crunch taking cinnamon toast crunch cereal obviously with bananas and yeah wild that sounds sexy so i'll send you the instagram off air and you get crazy stuff so because i really i like sours you know and i feel like i can get ipas here like we said we're 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 really lucky here yeah we get really solid ipas i would say other half we can get now pretty much whenever and then we have local barrier sand city you know solid solid ipa makers when it's like a really good sour it's like uh, you gotta you gotta they're tough hudson valley is probably the best spot that's close to us that puts out sours i i would definitely put them up there with like tripping animals and oh definitely but they make wild stuff they don't make just like like this is a gummy marshmallow sour coconut hudson valley makes like wild flour petaled with crushed mint (laughs) (laughs) rose petal and pomegranate speaking of uh, back Long Island breweries quick. We'll move on back to football. Did you see Root and Branch that posted I was that thing? Just gonna say that the leaf pile. Pie? Yeah. What? What? 
I don't know. Well, I I have. Makes sense. I was going to drink a leaf pile because I found a couple of them in my fridge and I saw that and I was like, hmm, maybe go to pumpkin beer. 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 I mean, there's no fucking leaves on the trees up here in Pennsylvania because it's, it it was freezing today. It was nice, but I got to go fishing, but yeah, that, that, I mean, I'm down for a pumpkin pie. I would check that out. I mean, it makes sense considering they always brewed there, you know, and distribute. They're like, why not make a collab and especially their biggest. They don't. They've made collabs before. Now at Greenport. Uh, uh, They've distributed out of there before, haven't they? At a Greenport? No, they go out of, no, they go out of I know they go out of Great South Bay. They do Greenport and Evil Twin. Not that I know. They may have. I don't know about it, but as a, as I know, I know Great South Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Great South Bay. Um, I've lined up outside there fucking 830 in the morning too many times. But yeah, I saw them post that. That would be crazy because if, I don't know, it would probably be actual pumpkin pies at that point knowing Anthony, but. Oh yeah. It's, it has, it, whatever, whatever they do, usually whatever they do is, is very good. I didn't get my hands on fear. I would like to get that. I was just going to ask you, did you get any? No, <laughs> no, I had, I had my buddy in Philly reach out to me and ask me if or wherever he is in, in Pennsylvania, but, uh, he wanted to, to do a swap for, um, what was it? Uh, alien church again. He was going to send me alien church for, uh, the new root branch, but I didn't go there. I ended up going, I ended up going to the Jay Wakefield event at the, uh, the grand Delancey. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully find one of those cans lying around. If anybody's listening and has some, please throw them our way or whatever we'll trade, but, uh, get back to football for a little bit before we wrap this up. Sounds good. All right, cool. I know, uh, you know, week 10 coming up, we're, we're kind of making our stretch into the playoffs. You got to start making some good decisions as far as people that you're going to be picking up, setting up your roster construction going in. Some leagues don't let you pick up after a certain week. So, um, I mean, going into this week, who are some waiver guys that, that you have your eye on? Right now, my lead candidates are Duke Johnson running back, the other DJ, the other Johnson in Houston. It's confusing as hell when you're watching it as yeah. a David Johnson owner, confusing, by the way. Confusing. Confusing. So stupid. Um, David Johnson, who always seems to get hurt, he went out, and David Johnson gets the, the workload. Deshaun Watson likes to check it down and do just a little bit of everything. He catches it a little bit. He can get to run out of the backfield. He's going to get action with David out, so he's a good play. Uh, if he's available, Austin Hooper. I know a lot of people dropped him when the Browns you know, really haven't used him. If he's there, go out and get him. And... And we were talking about him earlier, J.D. McKissick, McKissick, out of the backfield. I love Antonio Gibson. Love, love, love Antonio Gibson. But we were just saying, Alex Smith dumps it off. He's a really good play, I think. Yeah. And I, mean, I think when you look at it, what those are guys, I think, in a deeper league, even though they're there because they're those second-tier guys, but they're going to get looks because of what what's available to them in the offenses they're in, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love the McKissick call. I had him there as well. Um, I saw an interesting stat that uh, Andrew Gould from Fantasy Pros had put up that outside behind Davis, Kamara, and Zeke, McKissick is behind them with for uh, receptions as a running back with 34 on the season. So playing into what we were saying about Alex Smith before, he's going to be checking down with that offensive line collapsing constantly. McKissick is going to be a good play. Um, it's crazy their offensive line is so bad, but their defensive line is so good. Yeah, I mean it's it, look at look at the Cowboys. 
Uh, no, I know. Well, they all retired. I'm just, but like when you look at the Redskins, that, that defensive line is all first round picks. It's like besides Brandon Sharif on the offensive line, and yeah. they let Trent Williams go to Washington. But well, he, it was only a matter of time. But yeah, I mean, well, it, yeah. That, that happens when you when you're drafting. I mean, they got Chase Young. They they drafted well on the defensive side. They picked up some good guys. Landon Collins, I know, is hurt. He was he. I loved him as a Giant fan. I mean, when when he left and he went to Washington, I was fucking heartbroken. But I mean, they 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 have some good stuff. Uh, Riverboat Ron seems like he knows what the hell he's doing down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a couple of guys that I have my eye on, Alan Lazard could return Week Ten. Um, he's got a he's got a decent lineup coming up. He's got Jacksonville at Indy, Chicago, and Philly. Um, but his playoff schedule is Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee. Rogers trusts Lazard more than he trusts MVS. I think that in that offense, even though Devontae Adams is eating like a man, like a man on a mission right now, um, I think that Lazard can come in and and make a really good impact on on the team and and play well. You know, going down a couple of weeks. Um, one guy that had a really good week last week uh, and is a number of wide receiver of 14 over the last three weeks, Christian Kirk. He uh, he had, what did he put up last week? He put up 123 yards. He had eight at, you caught all of his targets. No, I'm sorry, five out of eight targets, and he had a touchdown. He was wide receiver 11 last week with 20.8 points. There's room for a number two in Arizona. I think that he's somebody that can come in and, and play well as as the number two in Arizona. Um, and, and definitely take advantage of that, especially with, with a decent slot of people coming up as, uh, in, in the future for, for matchups. And then a running back, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but a running back that I, if, if you're in a deeper league, you're looking for somebody to fill in is Wayne Goldman. Um, he had three top 20 plays. He was 14. 16 and uh running back 14 running back 16 and running back six over the last three weeks um last week he went 14 carries 68 yards and a touchdown um he's had a touchdown in the last three weeks he's he's getting the goal line work freeman's out it's it's something that's going to be uh, you know playing to the upside on that way um i do i love the giants offense no would i really play anybody from the giants offense not unless i had to and if i had to it would probably be <laughs> <laughs> in honest, all honesty, it would be you know Gallman, maybe um, Sterling Shepard, just because he's he's getting the targets. Evan Ingram even is is somebody that's that's been getting a, lot, a little bit of uh, looks recently and, and all that, and he capitalized. He had a touchdown last week, which really helped them out. They beat Washington again because that really matters. All they're going to do is again, like I said in the first episode, is play themselves out of a draft spot. Um, but uh, yeah, so anybody else on the waivers or you want to roll through rankings, you can, the king of the rankings. We'll go through some rankings quick. Cool. Qu- quarterbacks are the same as you know, the top 10, pretty much nothing changes. Number one though is going to surprise you. I'll give you, t- I'll give you 10 seconds to guess. It's somebody out of the NFC West and it's not Russell Wilson. And it's Kyler Murray. Wow. Great. Not even great job. Didn't even look at that. But yeah, Kyle Murray coming in at one, which against Buffalo, not that crazy. And then Josh Allen's number two, Wilson's three, Watson four, Rogers, Herbert, Jackson, Brady, Roethlisberger, Goff. I think when you risk the top 10, when looking at that matchup, Rogers and Rogers has to be salivating. If you're an Allen, Aaron Rodgers owner, I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars, fire it 
up. Oh yeah. And other than that, I mean, everything else is standard. Brady, I think bounces back over that awful, awful Sunday night performance. Everybody's going to trash on him. He'll be fine. He bounces back. If you're looking for somebody that's going to come out on a tear. Oh man, Brady against Carolina. That's the, yeah. I, 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 he's coming up. Well, that was like when Rogers got beat by the, the bucks the yeah. before, and then he came back and just tore the roof off the stadium on, on, uh, in the next game. Um, I mean, uh, looking through these, it, it, it looks pretty chalk question Tua, how do you feel going forward about Tua? He had a little bit of a flat game in the beginning. Would you pick him no. up as a stash play? No. I don't think, I mean, if you're really desperate, I think if you, who is it? Hello? Hello. If you're really desperate, I think you maybe start him, but I don't think so. If you're in a deep dynasty league, something like our, our main league and you can afford it, if you drafted him, maybe like I did Watson a few years ago, really, really late. Yeah. But I don't think right now there's really any fantasy value there, but you know what I'm saying? It's really not pushing it down the field. They're really trying to play as complimentary football as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they brought him in as as a way to win right now, but um, I he played a good game last week. I think I, I would need to see a little bit more. I'm still a little bit worried about the uh, the injuries. Um, why don't you take us through running backs? First thing, I just want to go back to one thing. If I was going to ever have, if I was going to take a rookie for fantasy, it's Herbert or Burrow all the way. I would start those two guys. If, if you had to pick one, though, who like you ha- you get Herbert. one of those Herbert? You think so mm-hmm. for your fantasy or for your actual franchise? Because I've been seeing this question a lot. Both, honestly. Herbert's nasty in fantasy, too. Just because there's on him, chuck it off. I did. He's big, too. And you're also throwing a Keenan Allen a lot, which I'm a Keenan Allen guy. I think he's actually, we'll get to him in a second, probably in receiving. But he had a sore throat, and he still went out and balled out. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster. But, he's a wow, beast. Dalvin Cook is a number one. Kamara's number one. Oh, big whoop. I mean. <laughs> Other than that, still the same 10. You know, nothing crazy. Your boy James Robinson sneaks back in at number nine. Uh, Joe Mixon's back at an injury. Nothing, you know, like you said, chalk Aaron Jones back, but it all depends on Christian McCaffrey. Like you said, he was knocked out of the game. If he's healthy, he's in there, but you know, does Mike Davis slide all the way up? Yeah. It's, I mean, I, if, if Christian McCaffrey is out, I have Mike Davis in one of my leagues. Um, I also have Christian McCaffrey in one without Mike Davis, that one I'm very upset about, but the one that I have Mike Davis in, if CMC is out, I am absolutely moving him into my starting lineup. He did come a little flat a couple of games. He he didn't put up, you know, 30 points like Christian McCaffrey will, but without a doubt, I would move him into the top 10 at least probably. Hmm. I'd probably stick him. I mean, these, we're we're looking at ESPN rankings, but on ESPN's rankings, I'll probably have him as Mike Davis as my eight. I would shift. Mm. Mm, I might even put him seven because outside, I don't. I'm not a big Miles Sanders guy. I understand him coming back top five in, in these rankings, but I would probably outside of Derrick Henry, I would probably shift everybody else down because of his work that he can get through the air. That's what makes that position on Carolina so lethal is because they're not even just they're not just going to run the ball like you saw Christian McCaffrey last week 10 receptions 89 yards they're going to throw it through the air um I saw your Chris Car your boy Chris Carson coming in at 12 now the the Brown situation would Nick Chubb coming back if Carson's healthy because that's still a big 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 decision so you really got to wait on that one like it's not that's not set in stone fair point fair point um if Nick Chubb comes back with Nick Chubb coming back as a, if you were a Kareem Hunt owner, how do you feel about that? Or, or do you feel like you can still get that RB two 
um, production out of Kareem Hunt. Oh, definitely. Because they, they run the football there. It's it's not going to be as much because I think when Chubb gets back, it's going to be Chubb's football because it's he was running it like a machine. But I think you safe starting both of them, you know? Yeah. How can I you think not so. be? You, you were fine starting it last time. I agree. I agree. Both of them can be coming in as, as RB2 or, or flex plays for sure. Um, do you want to kick us off on wide receivers? Yeah, I was going to say your boy Adams number one digs, like we said, number two. I mean, that has been that trade is paying off momentum, you know? It's huge because Allen throws it downfield. He's a, he's a tremendous route runner, massive, massive pickup. And then DK Metcalf is sitting right there. And then Keenan Allen and DeAndre oh Hopkins a lot. Yeah. It, your standard top 10. I mean, I really went Cooper Cup making in there in the top 10. No real surprises, I think. But then, like you just said, I think, you know, Keenan Allen's been up to a tremendous, tremendous season since Herbert's come in. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. He's, he went with the receiver that has the most experience and it's, it's not too far off of the style that Philip Rivers was playing where it was just sling it down the field and see what the hell happens and let go get, let Keenan Allen go get after it. Um, I mean, some guys that are, that are outside of there. Um, I, I, I don't know why I've never, I've never been a big Will Fuller guy. He's too, boomer bust for me exactly because um, that deep throw he might get you that one game where he gets you 36 points but the rest of the times he's getting you six and seven yeah exactly and also i i i'm a, i'm when i manage my teams what i look for most is targets i don't i want to see that you're catching yeah. the ball also but like i want to make sure there's opportunities there because if you're going to tell me that somebody's going to get 10 targets a game and catch four of them or somebody's going to get three targets a game and catch all three of them, I'm most likely going to take the guy that's going to take the 10 targets because there's going to be a game that he catches six or eight of them. And all of a sudden he has a breakout game, but that's just me. That's how I do my thing. Um, and then I guess roll, roll through tight ends and, and I think I'm going to start Jerry Judy this week. I think you should. I think that that was his breakout game. Who are they playing this week? Denver is playing the Raiders. Yes. All day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then tight end without uh, with Kelsey being on a bye, you're looking at Darren Waller, number one, as a soft font. Andrews, Hawkinson, Hooper, as we said, Ingram, Henry, Kankowski, Ebron, and Dallas Goddard. If he was available, he'd back up injuries. Yeah. People drop him early in the year. Run, run and get him. He came out flat last week. He only had, I think he only had one target, but I think that that's somebody that's going to be good. Oh, Jalen Rager is coming back this week as well. Do you think that knocks mm-hmm. out um, Fulgham, or do you think that Fulgham has has secured himself as the no? One? I think I don't. I think he's like a one and a half now. I think they're definitely going to get Rager the ball more downfield now. It gives them a little bit more option now since Sean's been just banged up. Yeah, I think so. I think that makes sense. All right, cool. And then any defenses that you see this week? That I mean, nobody cares about kickers. Kickers are. I mean, we care about kickers kickers are people too but from a fantasy perspective um yeah whatever i think i think defensively i think if you obviously steelers are a defense playing the Bengals. i don't know how they're not number one i know the ravens are ranked number one against new england well yeah but i think the steelers yeah it's true i can't believe i just said that different team different world but Mm -hmm. like that's never anything that you could say but yeah i'm sorry i i I so rudely interrupted you but the steelers you think is are going to be the top top ones against joe burrow in in cincinnati joe burrow slings it bro he does i like him though like we just said i know i know you said you hated him and you you like herbert and you think he has no future so i don't know exactly (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I, I honestly, the Giants defense, I picked up Washington last week, hoping that Danny Dimes would, you know, do his usual turnover thing and at least have one. Um, but they didn't have any. The, the Giants secondary is playing well. And against Philly, they seem to be a little out of sorts. They might have a lot of guys coming back that are still going to find their way in. I think that this is one of those, the one of the or the last week that you might be able to play the Giants um, on defense, just just based on the matchup. Um, And then you can check Washington again against Detroit, depending on what Stafford does. If Stafford plays, then probably not. But um, yeah. Uh, if if he's out, then I think that that's a good one. But um, and that's that's really it on the rankings. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. Well, appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later, guys. See ya. <laughs>